0: Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. And tonight, uh, Spirit Life, we're going to talk about fear. And there's so many different aspects of fear, but tonight we're going to talk about the confidence that knowing what God's called you to do uh, and how it can help you overcome fear, and why it's so important to you know hear what God has called you to do, because it can be all the difference. I mean, it makes a, a world of difference in your spiritual walk, in your journey with God, and not giving up, and not getting discouraged, and not looking at things in a wrong perspective, uh, and all that comes from hearing from God directly and clearly. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to start here in a minute. We're going to be in Hebrews. We're going to be in the book of Acts. And so, uh, I just want to encourage you. Share the video again. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries, uh, and we're going to get started here. So, turns me to Hebrews 11. We want to start in the first verse of Hebrews 11 about faith, and I'm reading out of the N.S.A.B. So, Hebrews 11, first verse. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And some of you are probably used to the King James version, which is a little different, but uh, faith. is is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. And so how do you, you know, how do you serve God? How do you continue doing what God has called you to do? How do you have the confidence in it? How do you overcome when fear tries to grab a hold of you when obstacles come? And so I want to read from you a story about Paul. And I'm sure some of you are familiar with this, a shipwreck that happened to Paul. It's in Acts 27, and we're going to go to Acts 28. And I want to see you what happens when you have the confidence of God. And I'm telling you, You you find someone strong in the Lord. You find someone that looks like they really have it figured out, like they just can pursue God, and they can uh, go through trials, ups and downs, and all over the place, and they're not weighed or, you know, like, they're not heavy. They're not carried down with fear or the burdens of it all. And a lot of people will say, well, how is that possible? How can that happen? You know, what do they know that we don't know? Well, in almost every one of those cases, myself included, we hear from God. And we know for sure what God's called us to do now that assurance that makes your faith in perseverance your faith and enduring your faith and going through it it's it's almost like a uh, like a a part of power or a conviction in you that just it it pushes you through those hard times it's not that you know the people are great or strong on their own is that they've heard from God and they trust in God they have confidence in God confidence in what God called them to do uh, and I want to give you some tools on spirit life, and we try to make these teachings on spirit life about how to live a spiritual life, how to live strong in the spirit. Uh, and we do prophetic stuff on Fridays and different times, you can join us for that. Uh, but we also want to make sure we take time for, you know, how to how to live in the spirit, how to have a strong spiritual life, how to pursue God, how to use faith, how not to succumb to fear, how not to get anxious and nervous, and uh, when things happen, you know, not to, for lack of a better word, not to freak out, but to keep pursuing God. So in Acts 27, verse 21, now this is, Paul, I'm going to set the background here. They're on a ship, they're sailing, they hit a really bad storm, uh, and the sailors, they're, they're a little bit anxious, okay? And so it says, when many, in verse 21, when many had lost their appetites, Paul then stood among them and said, men, you should have followed my advice and not set sail from Crete, and thereby spared yourself this damage and loss. Now yet I urge you to keep up with your courage for there will be no loss of life among you, but only other ship now Paul's telling them, you know, relax. There's not gonna be any loss of life We're gonna lose a ship, but we're not gonna lose any life for this very night in verse 23 an angel of God to whom I belong Whom I serve came to me saying do not be afraid Paul You must stand before our Caesar and behold God has graciously granted you all those who are sailing with you and so Paul's telling them in verse 25, therefore, keep up your courage, men, for I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I have told you, but we must run aground on a certain island. In other words, we're going to wreck. That's happening. The boat's going down. We're, we're going to come ashore. Uh, but the Lord told me none of us are going to lose our life. This is really important to hold on to this because in the middle of a shipwreck, in the middle of a storm, you know, it's hard when the waves are coming and people losing their appetite. I mean, that's not just a little bit of stress. That's I can't eat anymore. I'm stressed out, right? I know some of you know what I'm talking about uh, with anxieties and panics and different things that happened in your life. Like you just you can't even eat. You're that nervous. Uh, and so, you know, your ship are at the middle of the night. They can't see. This is a bad, bad storm. Uh, and, you know, Paul's telling them we're going to lose the whole boat. So if you're about the boat, let it go because we're going to lose the boat. Uh, but the Lord told me we're not going to lose any life. And so this is setting up for Paul the confidence in keep going. This is setting up Uh, well, the next event that happens to him, he has what we would call like this just unshakable, unimaginable faith in God. Like it just, it's radical. I mean, we're going to read it here in a minute, but you know, before we jump into that part of it, I want to encourage you, you know, if you haven't heard from God, it's, it's not time yet for you to step out. If you haven't got the clear instruction, it's not time yet for you to step out. If you haven't gotten the certainty of what to do, just wait on the Lord. He'll renew your strength. Like he will give you the confidence in what you're going to do. We, we've got to learn to slow down, have some patience. I know in this time, 2023, no one wants to slow down. But we got to learn to slow down, have patience, and wait on the Lord. And when you hear the word of the Lord, you got to hold on to it. Now, this is not so much a prophetic word. It is, in a way, because it hasn't happened yet. It's future tense. But, uh, you know, he's telling Paul, you got to go where I need you to be. And because I have an assignment for you, you can't die. Like, you can't fail in this. And so, for all of us who want to be in ministry, for those of you who are in ministry, uh, for those who just want to serve God and and you know have a very successful, powerful Christian life, you want your walk to strengthen, uh, you want to be encouraged in, in hearing from God and building relationships, you know. And we know we need faith. We know to be faithful and little, but we also have to remember that great strength and great courage comes from hearing from a great God. I mean, it makes all the difference. And so, you know, take time and ask God. Now, I know people will speak into your life. I know people will encourage you and give you words and say, the Lord told me or I had a dream. And there's nothing wrong with that if it's from God, but you need to hear from God. You need to hear God call your name and tell you hey, you are called to go to the nations or you're going to be a pastor or you're going to be a worship leader or you're uh, an evangelist or you're going to write books or you're going to start feeding the homeless or you're going to uh, work with the children no matter what capacity it's in or I'm just going to send you, you know, to a different city or to a different state. Uh, and so you, know, you say, well, big picture. Well, they're very big picture to God. So don't ever discount what God's doing with you in your life and don't say you're not equal because everything's important to God. But if God's called you there, What we need to do at that point is what's Paul doing. We take off the the burden or the jacket of worry, of fear, and we remove that and we put our burden on God because now, in essence, it is up to God to get Paul there. Otherwise, God's word's not true. Otherwise, Paul can't do what God's told him to do. Uh, Paul can't reach who he's supposed to reach there. He can't talk to Caesar. He can't do anything that God has planned. And here's the part you've got to realize with God. And I make sure I don't hit this mic again. You gotta realize with God is that what we see is, is very small scale of what's going on. But God's already has down the road. He's already got generations and generations, including you and I, were already in God's mind when Paul was going through this. We were already in God's mind. Uh, and so he knew who Paul had to reach and who Paul had to uh, grab a hold of and where he had to be. So this is bigger. Now, follow me. This is bigger than Paul. Your call is bigger than you. Uh, your, your generations that's coming after you, your kids and, you know, our grandchildren. God knew who was going to be alive in 23, and he knew who's going to go through what we're going through in this nation. He knew who could and was equipped to handle this. Uh, if we were designed for 1945s or for 1700s or for, you know, if the Lord tarries, you know, 20 85, whatever you know time we're still here before the Lord returns God knows who and when and how he's God he knows what he's doing and so there there comes a point where your confidence in God should take the burden or stress of fear off of you it should remove it off your life and put it into God's hands and say God you've called me to reach or to go or to do now this is this is beyond my ability obviously if it's a god call beyond your ability and so God you have to to do this. It's not your domain of God. You're just simply stating of God, God, you, you have to do this because I can't, I can't do it. Paul cannot save his life. Paul cannot save everyone on this boat. Paul cannot end up where he needs to end up, especially when we turn to chapter 28 and let's turn there, uh, chapter 28. Let's go to verse three. and we're, We'll skip down a little bit, but the natives are extremely kind to Paul, right? They're being super kind. It's cold. It's raining. Uh, and so in verse 3, uh, they started a fire in verse 2 for Paul and them because it was just cold and rainy night. It was miserable. I mean, it was a storm. Shipwrecked. It was just bad time. In verse 3, in chapter 28 of Acts, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on a the fire, a viper, a snake, a poison snake, came out because of the heat. All right, so the snake was probably dormant in a wood pile. If any of you have ever stacked wood, you know exactly what this is. You can find snake skins in your wood pile. They like to hide out there. And when Paul threw it on the heat, a cold-blooded animal, when it gets warm, is active. Right. And because of the heat, it fastened itself on his hand. Now, this isn't because Paul did anything wrong. It's not because the enemy was after Paul. It wasn't the enemy trying to stop Paul. A lot of people project things in here, but the Bible makes it very clear. Because of the heat, it fastened to Paul. We live on a planet where there's snakes, spiders, and all kinds of stuff people don't like. And there are cases where they'll bite you. Doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It just means wrong place, wrong time. Not everything has a super spiritual meaning to it. Now, we know when Satan was testing or tempting Job, we knew what that was because God said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? And we know when Paul had a thorn inside a messenger from Satan, we know it was a thorn inside a messenger from Satan because the Bible said it, but this doesn't say anything other than the heat brought the snake out and it fastened on Paul's hand. So don't don't make it more than what it is. Let it be as bad as it is. A poisonous snake just bit this man, right? So now most of us, myself included, a poisonous vipers hanging off my hand. I don't care if it's the winter time or not. I'm probably gonna think to myself, uh uh-oh, I just got bit by a poisonous snake, which is a normal response. And when it happened, the natives saw this creature hanging, in verse 4, from his hand, and they began saying to one another, Undoubtedly, this man's a murderer, and though he'd been saved from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. And so there's there's talk, there's murmuring, gossips, right, about what Paul must have done wrong. You're this bad guy. Now, he was a prisoner in, in the sense of it on the ship. He was being taken over, uh, but he wasn't a murderer. He wasn't a bad person, and he didn't escape justice, right? And so he's not being served it from the sea. I mean, from land that the sea couldn't do because God told him he's going to be there. We know the story. They don't know the background. But Paul's hearing this. that he He's seeing their faces. He's, he's a real person. I think sometimes we forget. These are real men and women we read about in the Bible. I mean, it's a real snake on a real cold and windy night after a real bad shipwreck hanging off you and everyone is watching, seeing when you are going to die. And verse 5, it says, However, Paul shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. Well, listen, verse 6. Now, they were expecting he was going to swell up or suddenly fall dead uh, because a snake bit you, a poisonous snake bit you. You're going to swell up and you're going to end up dead, right? Uh, but after they wait a long time, I mean, this is this is just people, isn't it? Uh, we see a snake bite you. We go to an assumption you must have did something wrong, and then you'll start to believe you did something wrong, and then you'll start to doubt and question and fear will creep in and, Next thing you'll be panicking and anxious and looking at your hand, and asking your hand about your hand and asking your friends, do you think it was poisonous? Do you think it was poisonous? Do you think it was poisonous? I don't know. Was it poisonous? We should do this. We should. I mean, you know, your brain just gets running. Uh, and so, and then everyone's staring at you, waiting for the worst to happen. And, you know, in some way, you know, there's almost an expectation of, well, I mean you got bit by a snake, you should die. I mean, that's just the 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 simple-mindedness of people who don't understand spiritual things and they don't understand assignments. And they don't understand that God said, You have to get there. You have to get there. It wouldn't matter if one snake bit him or a hundred snakes bit him. He had to get there, right? His confidence in shaking it off was not that I have so much faith. I'm beyond venom. I can handle any deadly thing. Luke 10 19, no poison's going to harm me, right? That's not what he's doing. He's saying in his heart, God told me, I have to get there. I will not die. No one on the ship's going to die. I have to to get there. And so he shook it off. And he said in verse 6, expecting he was going to swell up and suddenly fall dead, but after they've waited a long time and they see nothing unusual happen to him. Okay? Nothing. Uh and now they change their minds and begin to say that he was a god. right Now these a group of people who might not understand the spiritual sense that we are. But you got to be honest with yourself. You know people who talk about other people that have been through an experience to say, "Wow, God must really be with them." They had this happened to him. A viper hung off of him, and they shook it, and he didn't die. They're, they're. I mean, they're like God level faith. Like they're God level leaders. They're. They must have a great anointing. This and that. We make superstars of ministry, but if we actually prayed about it and looked behind it, well, the truth is, God had an assignment for them. God had a purpose for them, and whatever got in their way wasn't going to stop God. It's not that these are great men. I'm not saying that Paul wasn't a good guy, but Paul's not God. Paul's not. Uh, in super spiritual strength above and beyond everyone else, he had an understanding of the truth. And the Bible says the truth will set you free. Jesus is the truth. And when you know him, when you live by him, when you understand him and his assignments, and you can let go of your own, your own thinking and the words of other people, it starts to become an easier walk. It's not in your strength, but in his. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul can do all things, shake off a viper through Christ who strengthens him. It's, it's not not taken away from Paul, but it's not Paul doing anything. It's Paul being obedient to the words of God. And the word of God was for Paul, you will not die. You will not die. You are getting there. So it didn't matter. It's a, it's, it's a done deal, right? Faith in the word of God. It's set. I'm going to talk uh, to Caesar. I'm getting there. So whatever God said about your life, you're going to do X, Y, Z. You're going to be this and that. You're going to... And so one or two things can happen in those things. One, the faith building and the confidence that you heard from God can just explode inside you. And you get this thing called the joy of the Lord, the excitement of ministry, the excitement of serving God, the confidence you can't fail because of him. right? Or second, the viper does get poisoned in you. And you know what I mean? You feel like you're going to die and you might end up in a hospital and things don't go the way you want. And you'll question God. Well, we shouldn't question God. We should question what angel came to us? What word was given to us? See, freedom and freedom in fear and freedom in uh, you know, pursuing God. The word freedom comes through Christ. Without Christ, there is no freedom. And so if God's doing it, it will produce a freedom. It will produce a faith which will produce a freedom that you can carry through, a viper by you and nothing's going to happen to you. But if the word wasn't God and you connect your faith to it, this is where a lot of people blame God. Well, God, you told me I was going to go, and, and this happened, or you told me. Well, see, that's impossible, because God has never called anyone in all of your Bible stories ever to fail. He didn't tell David, if you pick up three stones and use the correct one, uh, that Goliath would drop, and then Goliath didn't drop. He didn't tell Daniel, if you're in a lion's den, uh, that they wouldn't harm you, then all the lions ate him. Uh, he didn't tell, you know, uh, anyone, there's so many examples, that the Hebrew boys, there's Peter on the rooftop, there's a nine God, there's all these different stories of uh, people where they just trusted in God, and God just, he, he always shows up. He never fails in his word. And when I start talking about that, I, I get tripped up in my words because it just, it reminds me in my heart when you talk about Daniel and David and even Peter who denied him, and you talk about Paul and Timothy and all these guys, these men, and Elijah, and you say, like, it just, it, it makes your heart skip and your eyes water because you remember what God said in your life, and you remember all this stuff. Hey, I'm still alive. I'm still moving forward. I'm, I'm still going to pursue God. I remember in my life where the word of the Lord came about this ministry, and at the time I wasn't doing well. I was a young man still struggling, uh, and I remember the Lord giving me many words over the years, and they have all come true, and I've been able to be successful in all the areas that God has called me to go. But in the ones where I believe I heard God's, or the ones where I mistakenly thought it was god because of maybe immaturity or because i just wanted it so bad you know you just you just want to hear it so bad you project it Oh, we're going to make it and it wasn't god who ever told you to go there in those areas i have failed and i have been you know uh, to where i've cried out to god help me help me i'm i'm you know i'm dying i need help and it's not that god's failed it's that we didn't hear from god and so i want to encourage you first thing acts 27 first thing you got to hear it's from God. It's got to be from God. I know there's a voice all over the internet. I know I'm a voice on the internet now. We have a podcast. We're uh, expanding the ministry. And so, you know, how do you know if it's from God? How do you know? Well, this is why we need to know God. We need to know who he is. We need to know him through a son, Jesus. We need to know him through the truth of the Holy Spirit. Like, we need to know him. You know, I love talking about prophecy and the prophetic, and that's mostly what I do. But there's a part of all that that even in there, I don't want you to get deceived. And in Timothy, we're told that in the end days, we're you know we could be deceived. We've got to not look at the face value of things. I don't want to be critical, but we've got to look at the character, the nature, the heart. We have got to look at to see if it's really God, because the enemy's going to be trying to lie to us. I don't want to. I don't want to end this on you thinking, well, I don't know if it's God or not, because you know uh, now I'm paranoid of everything. But you know watch what you put in your mind watch what you read watch what you listen to watch who you listen to you know uh, I just told on this last Friday I believe you know you have really got to do some diligence on your part to prepare yourself with you know discipline with discernment with uh, maturity and and a hunger to grow that you're just not grabbing everything at face value you know it's very difficult to come back from believing God failed you. I meet people all the time. They're stuck in fear. They're stuck in anxieties. uh, They're stuck in failure. Their mindset is in failure because they believe God told them no one on a ship would die. They believe God told them they were supposed to go somewhere. Well, then a snake bit them. It didn't work out the way they wanted or things didn't go exactly as planned. Uh, But, you know, you got to come back from those places. You got to be able to say, Lord, you know, I missed it. Sorry, I apologize. You know, it's not that God's holding you to these things with judgment and iron fists. But we need to recognize in our heart that hey, we missed it. You know, our passions got in front of us. Our zeal got in front of us. Our immaturity got in front of us. Uh what we wanted greater than what, you know, we we were willing to hear God say no sometimes. We didn't want to hear it. So we just automatically heard him say yes. You know, we, we we're getting too old. I gotta hurry up. I gotta speed this thing on. Or I've been, you know, serving long enough. I'm due time or uh, you know, we we found a prophet or, or a video or something and this is it. I'm ready to go. Or you went to church and realized you didn't fit in or, you know, all these different excuses we have. And really the whole time somewhere in there, God was talking to you. God was trying to lead you to where to go and where to be fed and where to grow and where to mature. God was trying to take you into a place of training and di- discipleship and even discipline and all the things that come with maturing in the Lord. And a lot of us just ran and now we look back and say uh, how how do we get back from this well uh, i want to give you some of those things and we're going to wrap this up but you know one we got to go back and we we got to admit we missed it we got to admit hey it wasn't god you know god doesn't fail so if god said we're going to see caesar then we're going and a snake bites me it doesn't matter i'd live and so if you got bit by a snake and it did some damage it's not god is he just you might got ahead of god you may have just maybe heard some truth you know the enemy always puts enough truth to sound like god but not be all god Uh, and so we want to make sure that we really look at our life and evaluate it based on honesty not based on where you think you should be not based on who you think you are but honestly where you are and who you are you know how how are you in spiritual battles how are your strength how's this how's that how's your fear uh you know how are you overcoming maturing Uh, how do you demonstrate the character of god the nature of god things like that you want to look at it And you won't look back and say, well, here's where I think I got off track. Well, it doesn't mean you can't get back on track, right? Because no matter what happens in this whole thing, like Peter denying God, no matter matter what happens in this whole journey of your life, you're still alive for a reason. God's not accidental. God's not throwing stuff up in the air and seeing what happens, right? The Bible says we may roll the dice, but he determines the outcome. God's in control of everything. He's sovereign. He can do anything he wants. He's God. So don't give up and don't get discouraged. But... Don't blame God for where the snake may have bit you and it didn't work the way you want it, like this story with Paul where he shook it off. And so if there's still a snake hanging on your arm, uh, I think it's time to, to move past believing what you believe God told you. I'm not saying you don't fight for what God told you. I'm not saying you don't war with that prophetic word of your life. But the fight shouldn't be constantly hard and uphill and never going anywhere and a battle that just it goes on and on and on, and you're exhausted every day of your life. There's got to be victories. There's got to be the evidence of God. Uh, there's There's got to be the the high points where you get to that plateau, and you look out, and you see a level, and then you keep going up to another one. But you can't spend your whole life fighting for the first stage. You know what I mean? Like There's got to be a progression of growth in your life. In other words, if God, uh, just use prayer for example, if God's been uh, you growing in you, prayer for five minutes starts off hard, but... You know, after 30 years, it still shouldn't be hard to pray for five minutes. You should be praying for five hours. And so same with your spiritual walk. If God's called you to go, you you can't say in 30, 20, 10 years, you're still just pushing through it and pushing through it and pushing through it. You say, well, you know, it's been a journey of ups and plateaus and ups and plateaus, uh, but the downs are where we missed it. Not God is where we missed it. He doesn't miss it. We just come back up. And so tonight, all you need to do, uh, you know, is just ask the Lord for forgiveness uh, you know, and I don't mean forgiveness like on your. Tell the Lord you forgive him. And some of you say, well, I need to forgive God. Well, some of you are mad at him. You need to forgive God. Uh, you need to tell him you're sorry. You need to apologize. You need to say, hey, God, I'm sorry. I've been blaming you uh, because it didn't work out. But uh, it probably wasn't you who told me to do it. And, you know, it, I I know. I know I'm saying it like it's easy. It's not. But this is what we need to do. Uh, and then we need to say, God, I need that now word. I need that now revelation. I need that now instruction. And that's what the prophetic gifting for is now in the, uh, the new covenant, in the, the, the church of God now that he's building, creating. This is what prophets are for now. It's one of the things they do. Uh, but you can also hear from God on your own. You can pray and hear and you can get confirmation, which is always uh, great in helping you be confident in what you heard. And so you, you want to make sure that you hear that word from God. Then with that, you get like Paul. And you tell everyone around you, God told me, none of us are going to perish. Well, the ship's falling apart. Yeah, I know. None of us are going to perish. The day later, a snake bites you. Just shake it off. None of us are going to perish. Have that confidence based in God. Not based in your wants. Not based on what you thought you needed to hear. Uh, not based in immaturity and all these things. Uh, but find it in God. And then you just won't, you won't just be a, a spectator you know, watching people be successful with God you'll be successful with God. And what I really am saying is that God will be successful in your life because God doesn't fail. And he uses you as a vessel to work through. And because he doesn't fail, by default, you will not fail either. The enemy won't stop you. Demons won't stop you. Fear won't stop you. The weather, all this other stuff, it won't stop you. Finances will be there. The resources will be there. The people you need will be there. Everything will be there for you. positioned the way God has spoken into existence before you were even born, before you were even a thought to your parents. God knew this. It will happen exactly as God says. We could have used Peter, for example. God told Peter, uh, Upon you, you're the rock. Upon you, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know, Peter denied Christ three times. doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but it didn't matter to God's plan. Peter repented, got back on track, and the gates of hell did not prevail against it. Not because Peter was great but because God's spoken word cannot return void. God does not lie. He's not a man that he should lie. So if it's not working, let's not blame God. Let's find out where we missed it. Let's find out where we got off track. Let's find out where we heard something that sounded like God, but wasn't God. Repent tonight. Uh, give yourself back over to the to the, the grace of God, to the instruction of the Holy Spirit, to the guiding of the Holy Spirit, and. Press back in. Fight the good fight of faith and don't give up. Don't get discouraged if a snake bites off on your arm. Uh, if you know God's called you, shake that thing off and keep going. Don't let fear creep in at nighttime. Don't let what people say about you creep in at nighttime. Don't let people say you must have did something wrong creep in. Don't let it act. don't let it creep in. You focus on God's called me. I cannot fail. Get the confident word from God. Get the confidence in that word from God. And I guarantee you, scripturally speaking, guarantee. You cannot fail because God will and does not fail ever. And so I hope that encouraged you. Uh, listen to it a couple times. Uh, share the videos. spread them around. We appreciate that. But I want to pray with you and uh, really encourage you. God can't fail, right? We need that encouraging word from God, that sure word. And that word will destroy fear and destroy anxieties over your life as you journey through the course of of pursuing God. Now, I'm not saying he won't try to stop you, and we don't have time, I could keep going, Uh, but he's like a roaring lion. He's not real, he's a roaring lion, just like the shadow of the valley of death. It's just a shadow. It doesn't mean those things aren't there. It means with the confidence of God, you press through knowing no one's going to perish. You're going to get to where God called you. Amen? Amen. So I want to pray with you, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. And if you're in the area, join us Friday. If not, you can join us right here on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, and uh, the different places we're going to be, check them out on the website. So join me in prayer, uh, and uh, if this is for you tonight, really embrace it and ask God to do a work in your life. Uh, Father, we thank you tonight for those that are watching, those uh, that need this touch from you, that maybe need to get back on track, that need to turn direction. We pray tonight, God, that you change their heart, their mindsets, that you just destroy any word that was given over them that was not of you. Anything spoken to them that's been locked in their mind or their heart that's not of you, God, in Jesus' name. We just rebuke that from them. And we ask that your word, your truth, your instruction, your direction would speak to them loud tonight, Father. Uh, that if they need that confirmation, you would place a prophetic person in their life and in, in, in the authority of that calling to speak that thing into their life, into existence. And that they could take that with confidence and put down fear and the naysayers and all those things, Father. And they can press into the high call as you need. They can fight the good fight of faith. And they can have a smile on their face, the joy of the Lord. And they can go after what you have for them. And Father, we thank you tonight uh, for just letting minds be open and ears be open and eyes be open to hear what you're doing. And to see what you're doing and say, Father, tonight redeem in me a new heart. Redeem in me an understanding. Redeem in me, Father. Redeem in me tonight the passion, the excitement the moving forward with you, knowing that I can't fail because of who you are. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Father, you are in us and you won't fail. So because you don't fail, we will not fail in what you have spoken over our lives to be truth and to be our call, our mission, our our journey that you've given to us. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And so, uh, again, thank you for watching these videos and sharing them. We appreciate the YouTube, Facebook. uh, Comment where you're watching from, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. uh, And go to our website to find out all the places we're going to be and all the great, amazing things that God has been doing and just blessing this ministry through your continual prayer and support. We are excited to what God is doing, and we hope you are as well. God bless, and we'll see you soon. God bless, God bless. hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.